Oh, loving the conversations today. It just seems like the show has been 30 minutes long, but yeah, we're heading into the final 20 minutes. We'll take your calls as well. It's a Wednesday. It is soccer night, and you're listening to Radio 2000. It's Marawa Sports Worldwide. Wherever you are, you've been dropping us some of your voice notes. We'll play some of those uh, in just a while. 060-584-2250. Uh, that's 60 We have another player that's just recently signed up. Uh, you know, someone told me that he had retired. Tukelo Rantier, good evening. Welcome to Radio 2000. Uh, good evening, Rob, and good evening to the listeners. You down in Cape Town? Yes, I'm down in Cape Town. How does it feel? Excuse me? How does it feel being in Cape Town? Oh, it's almost like in Europe, you know, the weather goes up and down all the time. So I'm kind of used to, to the conditions here. Did you have to submit your passport being in that country there in Cape Town? <laughs> no, Cape Town is not a country. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like Europe for Tukelo, so you know, you might as well, you might as well have to do that. But you're used to those you're used to those conditions. I mean nothing about that will phase you. No, nothing at all. I mean it's even more than enough for me to be here. It's the perfect weather, perfect conditions, perfect city. I actually asked about you about two weeks ago, um, and I was told that Tukelo is considering, I don't know if you have, uh, becoming a farmer. Are you a farmer? Yes, I'm a farmer. I have a farm, but it's not something that I'm considering to permanently be putting my effort on at the moment because I still want to play football. So. Ah, Yes. You see, now that answers my question because I was, you know, obviously I didn't know how to get hold of you, but I was also a bit worried that we are going to lose. And when I say we, the South African football lovers, I, I don't really care what club you'd have played for. I was just worried that we would lose a person of your ability and your capability on the field of play. If farming was something that you were looking at doing permanently as of now i can see you doing it maybe when you 48 or 55 or whatever then i can see you sitting there with your farmer's hat and hopefully not umkaba but you know focusing on farming but the decision is the hunger within you to play the game that you love so much is still there yes most definitely the hunger is still there i don't know who came with the perception of knowing if i have a farm or not but i think the reason for me going into farm was because of me wanting to do something for my family. And yeah. I've never put aside the way in playing football. And I mean, all this farming thing came across because of I had to come play football in order for me to be able to afford to buy myself a farm. But mm. which, which is a positive thing, hunger. which is a positive thing to get up because, you know, don't worry, the Scorpions will always know what you're about to do. So uh, never be shy. We'll always try and be a step ahead of you, Van Dal. I'm just happy when I hear you saying that the hunger has never disappeared. You would have had your own challenges like any other human being. You would have had your own disappointments like your, any other human being. But all it takes for football and footballers to be successful is the desire. And from what you've said to me, Van Dal, it sounds like you still have it. Yes, most definitely I still have it. And the motivation is there, the hunger is there. And I think I'm at the right club, I do mm-hmm. believe so. 
and I'm surrounded by good people who are willing to take me even higher. Were you a free so, agent? Yes, I was a free agent. Now, when you, when you go back, whether it was Malmo or Bournemouth, where, where I think you really thrived, given the number of games that you were able to play for Bournemouth in that three-year period that you were there, would you say those are good experiences? Or well, how do you reflect back on that time? Um, I can say I had quite good experiences in everything that I've played at. But um, to be honest with you, I didn't quite enjoy my football in England. Um, oh. Why? There were a lot of factors. I mean, there were a lot of things that were happening at the club at that moment. Um, one of the reasons being, we had a problem with them when they said to me that um, my height doesn't actually give me enough chances to represent the team. And then I was asking them, if, like, how is it possible you can sign a player? And then tomorrow you say that his height is not quite what you are actually looking for. And then that's actually, I think... That, me asking that question was actually the turning point of my whole Amen. chapter in Bournemouth. At 1.72 meters tall, five foot eight. How are you? Are you too tall or are you too short? What are they saying? Who was saying this? I'm the assistant coach in, in Bournemouth. Um, the coach didn't actually tell me mm. eye to eye in my face, but the assistant coach did say the reason I was not getting enough game time was because of my height which was actually quite surprising. That would have been weird. You've never had to encounter I've, anybody telling you this? Yes, I've never, it was the first time, and then I was like, okay, father take me out on loan, then. and then they were like, but you are the most expensive player that Lapis bought so far, so there's no way we can let you go. Hey, but, so they're, they're going to hold you down but they're not going to play yeah. you because they've a problem with your height, something that yeah. they would have known. You'd have done the medicals, and part of the medicals is to measure your height and your weight and you know, fat content and muscle yeah. content and everything else that has to do with your heart, etc. They would have known this. this. This would have been general knowledge. So it means that the assistant coach was the one that didn't do their homework. Yes, because I even asked them, like, your scouts came to Manmo, and they saw how tall I was or I thought I was. You guys ended up signing me anyway. So I couldn't actually understand how come it ended up going to that point of them complaining about my height or them raising concern about my height. Were you broken, though? I mean, did this kind of break your heart and your spirit? Yes, because I had no one at that time. You know? Like, I couldn't talk to anyone. I couldn't explain it to anyone. So it was quite difficult for me to wake up in the morning, go to training, give my best and still get picked in the team but I'm always on the bench so I was way too frustrated Do you think that frustration would have worked on you mentally? Would that have maybe changed how Tukelo Rantier maybe looks at football? How you would have looked at the game that you've loved so much and maybe the game not loving you back? No, I don't I don't think there's anyone that can actually affect me mentally. Mm. I think I think I'm strong enough to handle whatever negativity from whoever, either club or from fans or from whoever. I think I'm in a position where I can say, okay, I just push it off and carry on with whatever that I'm doing. 
Now, Benny McCarthy is no stranger to you. In fact, your guys' combination at Orlando Pirates, as short as it was, <laughs> is still spoken about by many people. It's still one of those combinations that people say, man, if only we had more time or if only these two had linked up for a longer period, we would have seen magic at Orlando Pirates. Reflecting back on that, what did you, as a football player, now I'm putting you on the same level, you and Benny McCarthy, same level, wearing the same jersey, playing for the same team. How was that for Tickle back then? I mean, for me, it was it was exciting because... Um, I grew up watching him on TV, and when I got the opportunity to play beside him, it was like a dream come true. And I tell a lot of people, like, he played a big role in helping me actually be the type of player that I am, the guidance, the motivation. And that's actually one of the reasons also I chose Cape Town City, because I know him, he tells you as it is. And... That's exactly what I mean. That's exactly what I want. I don't want people to be telling me that I'm doing good, whereas I need to improve on certain aspects. So he was that type of a player, and I'm actually glad that I've managed to share the field with him. You would have learned a lot with him by your side as a football player. I've learned a lot. And would you say your relationship was what with him? Because... (laughs) Bear in mind with me together because we know footballers and we know, especially within strikers, people say, ah, this one is too selfish. This one should have passed to Benny. This one should have passed to Tukelo, etc. There would have been those moments. But how was he able to handle that? Because at times you can be selfish, then you score a goal. At times you can be selfish and then, you know, nothing comes out of it. How were you guys able to balance those things? Um, if you can, If you can remember well, like... I started playing for them like towards towards um it was mid season mm-hmm. when I started playing regularly on the team and like there were a lot of players who were actually helping me in terms of adjusting. He was way too understanding. When I make a mistake he will just advise me next time do this. There was no way or any situation where I can remember that he was shouting at me or he was rude or he was telling me like said things it was always positive when i was around him Mm. and let's fast forward now to today today is what the 5th of september you had your first training session with the team how did that go um it went well it felt like i came to a family that i needed for a long time everyone was so welcoming from the board up until down to the players. It was actually an exciting feeling getting back into the field, interacting with the players, smiling again, which is the most important thing. So it was actually the moment where I realized that, you know what, me going to England and going to Turkey was actually, people will say like it's good countries where you can make money, but I think I've wasted more time I could have went to other countries where I would have expressed my talent well, where I would have got chances to play more. So coming down here is actually not a stepping... No, I'm not stepping down coming here. I'm coming to a club where I'm given a chance to express my talent, to show people that I can still do it. I'm still capable of doing it, and... 
The family is perfect, yeah. You, you what? You're only 27, if I'm not mistaken, Tukelo. Well, when's yeah, your birthday? It's just around. Yeah, your birthday is uh, in, in a couple of days, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> 28 year old. Now, I was reading earlier today, there was an, an article in Times, uh, Times Live. Uh, Nick said had written the article, and they were quoting uh, John Comitas, the chairman of the club. Uh, and I quote here, says, Benny made it clear to me that if we want to land a striker to solve our scoring woes, then Rantier was the one. So I've persevered with that for six months. And finally, we have him here. Were you aware that they were chasing you for the past six months? Um, I was supposed to come here in January. I was supposed to come to Cape Town City in January. But my former team in Turkey, um, we had problem with money and... They didn't want to give me my clearance and they didn't want to terminate the contract. So I was sort of like in limbo situation where I didn't know who to turn to for, for, for advice. I didn't know where to go to. But Benny, at that time, was actually sending people to ask if I'm interested in coming to Cape Town. So he actually showed interest from that period. And he always pushed me, asking me if, if, if I could just come to Cape Town. And it was not difficult decision to take. And then I'm here today and I'm just looking forward to winning games, being coached by him. That's going to be something else. I mean, uh, I'm kind of excited already. And September might just prove again together to be that month where... Like we said today, 5th of September, your first training session. Um, 8th of September, your 28th birthday. 15th of September, you could possibly get to play your first game for Cape Town City. And you obviously know who you're playing against on the 15th. Yes, um, Benny told me the other day, like when I arrived there, when I came to sign, I was talking to him over the phone and then he was like, it's exciting times and you know there's a big game coming, I hope, and pray that you'll be you'll be you'll be ready for that game. Um it it quite gave me motivation knowing that the coach is behind you, you know, not like you are being signed by the management and the coach doesn't even know which player is coming. So it actually motivated me knowing that he wants me to be ready as soon as possible. I can only wish you the best of luck. I've been one of those people as you would know Tukelo who's been a, a huge admirer of your abilities on the field and to do what you do when you're at your best and i hope that south africa will get a chance once again to see you at your best doing what you do best and um, it was really to welcome you back uh, to sa to welcome you back to a psl outfit and to wish you the best of luck, Baba. And I think people that are listening in, uh, looking at social media, are, are taken aback by your growth and your maturity uh, via the responses that you've given us here on the show. And Baba, best of luck. Thank you very much. Really, really appreciate it, Baba. Thank you. All right, that's uh, Tukelo Rantier uh, joining us all the way from Cape Town. He sounds composed, doesn't he? He sounds like a person who's reached the level where he wants to be, where he wanted to be. Elisiba Bethwell also says, so good to hear Tukelo Rantier is also doing farming. Indeed, as we are about to expropriate land without compensation, he will come highly recommended to lead us into farming.